This is Saturday, May 1st. Now, years ago, as a graduate student in Britain, I was issued a green card that allowed me to be a resident as long as I was in school. Now, I'd never been an expat before. The feeling is an unusual one, because while you are living there, well, it's not your true home. It's not where you belong. And there are many times when you feel this, in many ways. For one, the culture is different. The language is different. And of course, in many ways, the life is different. There are customs that are strange. And when I was away, I lacked a sense of belonging, a personal connection. Now, in Miami, we play host to people from almost every country on earth. We hear much of the immigrant experience, where people feel uprooted and unrooted. This is the experience Paul the Apostle says that Jesus' followers have in this world. Here's Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 to 21. But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. He says that when we come to faith in Christ, the world begins to feel strange to us. We live here for sure. That's the only world we know. But we know that it's not our home. We are aliens and strangers, sojourners, looking for our true home. Scripture tells us that Abraham knew this, and even when God promised to give him land of his own, he was looking for a city whose architect is God. Yes, we're looking for the place formed around the throne of our true King Jesus. In the meantime, there'll be days when we wonder if we belong here and how we can possibly fit in. And it isn't just that the values of our King are often missing. It's that we're not with our Heavenly Father. As we learned yesterday, we are waiting for the day when we can go home. Now, this isn't an escape plan. We are not to deny the realities of our world or to withdraw from it. No, we have to work things out here. We have work to do here. Lives to live for the glory of God. Instead, it is that in Christ we have a taste of the kingdom, and we are ready to move on from the appetizer to the main course. We long for a world under the rule of Jesus, a world redeemed and renewed in him. Notice what Paul says about this world. It will not be an intangible place. You won't be living in a cloud or have your existence as a spirit floating around. No, you will have a body in your home world. Your life will also be a bodily life. But notice that the body you have now, now that in that new world, it is not subject to weakness or decay. This new body will be a glorified one, just as Jesus' was. People saw him, they spoke with him, they ate with him. You see, Jesus didn't ditch his body at the resurrection. Instead, it was glorified. Now, you might ask what this means. Well, first, this means that we should have a longing for our glorified bodies. We know the struggle of our bodily life in this broken world. 
Our bodies need constant maintenance and care. They're subject to sickness, and indeed, they can die. But our glorified bodies will not be like that at all. Our weakness will be caught up in the redemption of God. In that sense, we will be like Jesus. Here's how the Apostle John explained it. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves, just as he, that's Jesus, is pure. That's 1 John chapter 3, verse 2 to 3. Now he says, we don't have all the details. We only know that we'll be like Jesus. Seeing him will bring about our redemption, our transformation. And the body you have now will be your body, only it will be glorified. It will be fit for your life with Christ. In the meantime, John tells us how we can now live with that day in view. This means not only pursuing purity and faithfulness before God, It means how we live in these bodies God has given to us. He's telling us that we can get ready for that day and what we do and the way we live. I think all of us have a longing for home, for where we belong and are safe, to be with those we love and the ones that love us. That's what I'm looking forward to. Now, as we finish this first week in our study of the six essentials for your body, I hope you've come to better understand and appreciate your body as God's gift to you, fearfully and wonderfully made, the place where you serve and worship God, the temple of the Holy Spirit, and the body that will one day be raised up in glory to share life in Christ. Let's pray. Faithful and gracious Father, this world is not my own. I'm looking forward to the city built by you with you at the center and to the glorified body you have planned for me. During these days that I wait, guide me by your Spirit to learn and live your ways. Thank you that you have prepared a place for me, my true home. Thank you for your steadfast love. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.